Welcome to the third episode of I Probably Should Love Myself By Now. The topics discussed in this podcast today might be disturbing or triggering for some listeners, especially those who are struggling with food weight or body image. I know, you should sing it. That should be part of your... Ready, sing it with me. record. just go for it so um yeah eating disorders this is a big one this is a big one for me Mm -hmm. this is a topic near and dear to my heart because I have struggled with one for almost seven years so that's pretty crazy um I first was diagnosed with female athlete triad which is when you exercise too much don't get your period and restrict your eating. And then that changed to anorexia when I lost a lot of weight and then it changed over to bulimia. And then now it's just an eating disorder. Um, But yeah, so I don't know if I want to talk about my story in detail or not, because it's like very personal, but basically it started because I thought I was fat. Literally, that's all like, The reason why it started, I just thought I was fat and I was 15 and I was at the beach with my sister and her friends and they were all younger than me. And I was like, I feel so fat right now. And I was like, not. I was very normal. And I just had an iPod touch at the time and I looked up how to lose weight and counting calories came up and I was like, all right, what's a calorie? I don't know what a calorie is. Um, I was so blissfully unaware and I just started counting calories and I would eat actually at first a normal amount of food, I would say, but I would count my calories. So like that was just like an obsessive compulsive thing, but I slowly lowered it over time. By the time I was 16 and a half, I weighed 85 pounds, give or take three pounds, I would say. Um, I couldn't go to restaurants without knowing the calorie count of anything. Um, If it said, like, this salad has 200 calories, I would literally not believe it. And I wouldn't eat anything. Or I would eat in front of people only and then go to the bathroom later on and just, like, try to make myself throw up. Or, like, if I couldn't make myself throw up, then I would go to the store and buy, like, diet pills and, like, just take a bunch of those. Um, What else? I would, I had sports injuries my whole time I was in high school because every time I'd get better, I had such a low bone density that I would just break my leg again um, because I would run all the time to burn calories. I do it now because I love it, but at the time it was really unhealthy. There's just a lot of things I did. um, And even now I struggle every day. I've been in treatment before, but a lot of it was lying for many years because I didn't want to admit that I had a problem at all. And I kept, I never used the word eating disorder when I was younger. I was always just like, you guys think I want to fit in the skinny jeans and that's not it. Like, I'm just sad. 
and depressed, but I had an eating disorder and yeah, it was, um, I think the moment that I knew that I had an eating disorder was when I had my mom made chicken and she gave, made me eat four bites of it, but I only had one bite. And I noticed that she cooked it in olive oil. So I went into my room with the chicken and like tried to eat it. And I was like, I can't do this. And I went to the bathroom, flushed down the toilet and then like made myself throw up the first bite in the shower. And then I spent the whole night doing sit-ups because I knew that it was cooked in olive oil and I didn't want the olive oil that I touched the chicken to like seep through my skin. So that's when I knew that I had a problem. How many calories are in olive oil? 120 calories for one tablespoon. Oh my gosh. But yeah. How I know that is like because I pretty much know the calories of every single food. And you can't just like not know them after a while, you know? I know. Like it's like. Yeah, you said blissfully unaware of what a calorie was and now it like controls your life or it did control your life. Yeah, and I still, I'm twenty, going to be 22 and I still count calories every single day. I know the calories in pretty much everything. And if I'm going to be honest, I don't consider myself recovered. I think there was a time when I did. But I don't consider myself recovered. I have days where I do not eat enough or days where I eat normally, but I hate that I ate normally or I just like feel really disgusting. Um, I have really bad body dysmorphia. So there are times where I can't leave my house or like I have to take like tons of pictures and make sure that I'm not offending anyone with how I look, stuff like that. When I was younger, it was atrocious actually it was gross how ugly I thought I was and I wasn't and I can look back on pictures and be like wow I was so thin or like I like I wasn't ugly at all like I was actually pretty like I remember prom like I was in the limo or and I was like crying because I was like I'm so ugly like when I take pictures like my arm's gonna be the fattest and like I, my arm's so fat. And then, like, I look back in pictures now, and I was like, you looked fine. You know, you looked You're fine. You are probably so beautiful. I looked pretty, I think. But I figured out that I looked pretty when there was a video, and I was in it. And I was like, it took that video for me to be like, oh, my God, like, two years ago at prom, like, I looked pretty. And, like, but at prom, I felt so ugly. And it was just so – it's – I think the thing though is it's not just like thinking that you're ugly or pretty or anything. It's like that it controls your life. Mm -hmm. So like it will dominate the decisions I make. Like I will like not go somewhere because I don't want someone to think that I'm ugly or like I won't leave my house. There was like a point at school where I didn't leave my room for like my um, apartment for eight days. I just ate whatever was in there and like sat in my bed and like wouldn't leave because I was so afraid what people would think about my body. And I, when I left after a while, I would have this big coat and just cover my whole body in it and walk around the school. And I didn't want anyone to look at me. And I thought everyone was making fun of me. And eating disorders can make you legitimately psychotic after a while if you don't eat enough. So that was a big thing. And just the hiding um, makes you feel like a liar, makes you feel like a bad person. But it's like, you're not a bad person for struggling. It's just a mental illness and it's an addiction and I don't consider myself better. 
and I've tried treatment before and I don't think the structure is, I don't know, I don't think it's conducive to actual recovery. I think it's just to get your weight up. I don't believe in it really, but like I understand why some people go because I, I don't know, there are plenty of success stories, but I don't want to make this morbid, but like, I just don't think I'm recovered. Well, I think that being able to look back on yourself a couple of years ago when you felt that way and feel better about how you felt in that moment, like, isn't that a, that's a step. Yeah. Like that's a healthy thing. So if you can do that, then you, I feel like you can probably, you'll look back on yourself two years from now and be like, oh, what was I thinking? Yeah. And even now it can be like, okay, because I know that I thought this way and it was wrong, even though I don't feel that way right now, I can know that this is wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. So even like I can be like, I know I'm not ugly, but I feel ugly, but my feelings aren't real. Right. I can honor them, but they don't have to be real. So I think I've made a lot of steps in the right direction and I'm not giving myself enough credit, but I also do think that there are a lot of things I need to work on. Like I, I get really dizzy still like a lot, but will black out sometimes, not very often, but sometimes just like, which is scary. From not enough nutrients on a like day to day basis or just in general, like your body is lacking certain I think I've had like sodium, potassium, electrolyte imbalances before. Um, The uh, the last time I like passed out, I think was because it was so hot and I went for a run and I knew that it was like way too hot for me to run as much as I did. And then I didn't eat enough at all. I had like a smoothie or something that day. And I just like, and I, it was a day that me, you and Eric Mm -hmm. went out. And I was like, yeah, I don't I want them to think I was, I'm fat. And, like, no one cares. You know yeah. what I mean? And that day, like, right before, like, I was talking to my friend. And I was like, she was like, I really don't want you to leave. And I was like, yeah, I'll be fine, though. And she was like, I'm worried. And I was like, yeah, it's fine, though. And, like, I was fine. But that's not the point, you know? <laughs> like, but that's, like, stuff like that is just, like, it happens a lot, I think. And, like, I've had gone to the hospital for panic attacks because I the panic attacks would happen because I didn't have time to exercise or I was like I ate a lot of food that day and I would have like such a bad panic attack that I would think I was dying and like having a heart attack so that's uh, there's like a difference between like disordered eating and like eating disorders and disordered eating is dieting Mm -hmm on and off dieting not really like wanting to change your body even though maybe people are telling you you don't need to um exercising to burn calories skipping meals stuff like that that's disordered eating and eating disorder is when you have a hatred for your body and or body dysmorphia you will exercise despite like serious injuries you will have health problems from your restriction or over intake of food like anemia like osteoporosis stuff like that Mm -hmm. so there's like a difference both are bad you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and if anyone (laughs) listening is wondering like hmm do I have an eating disorder like that's valid 
check it out. You know what I mean? Like if you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I have this or like that doesn't sound good. It kind of sounds like what I've been doing. Like it doesn't matter if it's bad enough. You should just get help. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Get help. Yeah. But you just said that you don't think those things are like based in recovery. I think it's the right kind of help. So like, I mean, what is a, like if someone sat you in front of a mirror and is like, love yourself, like you have to look at it. I read this story the other day about this man who builds the biggest, he builds a mirror in the, in the space, in space so that the earth, like everyone on earth can like look at themselves. And it's just like a dumb story, but it's like literally supposed to mean that the more you're like forced to actually see yourself the way you really look, like the more it's going to be able to change your, you're going to be able to change things about yourself. Because it's, like, constantly on you. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I think to answer your question about, like, recovery, like, why I don't believe in it, it's not that I don't believe in recovery, really. It's that I I don't believe in the programs that they have, some of them. Right. The one I went to is, like, all right, get your weight up, go home. Yeah. Talk about about it a little bit. Like, get it out of your system and go home. Like, we need other – like, let's filter people out. The feds. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I agree with. And, like, when I went to, like, intensive outpatient, I didn't go for more than two days because I was, like, I just don't – I didn't like how they'd weigh me and be like, oh, you gained weight or up, you lost weight. Like, Mm -hmm. I just think that they shouldn't have made it weight focused because at that point I wasn't underweight. I was like at a healthy weight. Yeah, like making it weight focused is really just fueling the problem. Exactly. Like if the thing you are terrified of is how much you weigh. I think their point was that we don't want you to lose any weight. When you were in high school, did you keep yourself under 90 pounds on purpose? Was that your like cap or did it just happen that way well my cap was actually 100 pounds yeah but it accidentally got that bad or whatever it was like the last time I weighed myself in a while and I was like under 90 and I was like okay that's like very scary and I remember going to school that day and being like wearing all these baggy clothes and I'm like no one can even tell really like and I'm on my own you know and so it's not because I feel like a lot of people who want to be really skinny like that, it's because they see other people showing off their bodies that are really skinny. I think. And like a desire to look like that and a desire to feel comfortable in like, you know, our col- our society is about who can wear the fewest clothes and look the best in them. That's a good point. So, but it wasn't like that. It's not like that for you. Well, I think it can be delayed. So like when I'm in that, when I'm actually sick, I don't want anyone seeing my body. Yeah. When I'm well enough to be like, when I'm well enough that I'm not as much in danger, Mm -hmm. I don't care if people see my body and Mm -hmm. I almost want to show it off because I'm like proud of it. Right. But like, just so I can be like, look at where I was and no one knew. Not Mm -hmm. because I'm like, oh, I like my body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more like that. And it's like, I understand that that's like pretty messed up. And also I think some of it is just pressure to look a certain way and like, look like I'm like in college, it was like wearing not a lot of clothes. Right. You know what I mean? 
in college though I would say like the first year and a half I was doing very well and I wasn't 90 pounds at all I gained the freshman 15 or whatever and Mm -hmm. I felt awesome so it's like I I could like look at pictures of myself and I wasn't like thin thin but I was like slender Mm -hmm. and I like felt really awesome because I didn't care Mm -hmm. and I ate whatever I wanted if I let myself eat like whatever the heck I want I don't blow up or anything I just like even out you know Mm -hmm. And then, like, it stays like that. Uh, Did you eat the mozzarella sticks? Last night, I had a Pop-Tart instead. Oh! But then I had mozzarella sticks for breakfast, which is Oh, my gosh! Yeah. It's not gross. I dream... That's why I was saying I dream about food. I wake up, and then I lie there, and I think about Taco Bell. And then I browse the menu online and I say wow cheesy gordita crunch and then you get it no I never get it the last time I did that I did the opposite and instead of going to Taco Bell which I haven't been to Taco Bell in years and like would not go to Taco Bell instead I went and like did rock climbing with my dogs and like went and took this like amazing hike oh wow yeah sometimes you gotta eat the Taco Bell I think yeah I don't know it makes me feel gross yeah that's a good point my thing is now, like, sometimes it's not even restricting. It's, like, if this is going to make you feel so bad about yeah. yourself, just don't even do it. Eat something else that's yeah. healthy or not that healthy, but that just won't make you feel as bad. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you made the distinction between eating disorders and disordered eating. And if you look at the literal word disorder, like, it's chaos. It's, like, not that's knowing. So true. You yeah. know, it's just pl- plain not knowing, like. What you're doing. And, and I think I, jobs, like yeah, what you do for yeah. your career has a lot to do with yeah. your eating patterns. Well, that's true. I mean, like what growing up, like when you're a kid, you you do like your mom makes you breakfast. If you're like, you know, growing up in like a nice family, your yeah. mom makes you breakfast, you have lunch at school, you go home and you eat dinner between the hours of like five and eight or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's, like, pretty structured. Or it was for me. This is, like, my family always ate dinner together. Yeah. Like, there was no eating in front of the TV. Like, there really wasn't a whole lot of, like, snacks in between. Yeah. I wasn't even aware that I could, like, go into the pantry and, like, eat whatever I wanted until I was, like, well into high school. Yeah. Like, it wasn't until, like, I started having friends who would do that. And they'd come over and they'd be like, let's eat these Rice Krispie treats. And I'd be like, oh, like really? And then it'd be one thirty yeah. in the morning and we'd be mowing on Rice Krispie treats. And I think that that kind of, that changed a lot of things. Like I don't have an eating disorder, but yeah. I do have disordered eating. Like I am yeah. not, I don't know. I don't count calories. I don't like think about it ever. And I sometimes wish I would because I have the opposite. Like I, like you don't know what your body looks like. I think. Like, it looks good. Like, you look, you're, like, definitely slender, but you still look pretty healthy. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. And for some reason, if any other person would say that to me, like, I'd get mad. Like, because, like, I don't like hearing, like, oh, you don't look like you're anorexic. No, well, I mean, I was, I was, I started to tell you the story about my friends. So, we were friends when we were in, like, middle school And then as life does, it like kind of tore us apart. And then I ran into her at the, in the doctor's office and I was there just for like a checkup. 
Yeah. And she was there because she was, like, on the brink of death. Yeah. Like, she was so sickly looking. Yeah. And, like, I didn't know that she was going through any of that. Like, it's the same thing where it's, like, you know. I yeah. mean, we had lost touch, but, like. When we were kids, she didn't evidence any of that. Her mom used to make, I used to love, I don't know what brand chicken nuggets they were, but I still remember those chicken nuggets as being the, the best things ones. things we remember. Yeah, you know. My friend that I've known for, since first grade, I was talking to her the other day. Oh my God, I just stuttered. My friend that I've known since first grade said that her mom could always tell that I would have problems when I was older. What? She said, which I, like, honestly was, like, I, like, thank you for saying that because I, I had, like, their roots were, like, deep. That is so interesting. She said that, like, when I, when I was a little kid, like, and, like, that picture up there on my wall, you see me and my sister with holding sandwiches, and my sister's eating hers, and I'm not. Wow. And, like, when I was younger, my friend's mom said that, like, she would talk to my friend and be, like, well, if he doesn't really eat, like a lot mm-hmm. and like when my friend would come over to my house my mom would feed her and be like you eat my daughter doesn't you yeah know? and that was an exaggeration because I did yeah but it was just like I already had like I was using it to cope eating disorders are never about food right they're about know. like trauma and like, yeah a lot of other things and I was using mine to cope with like a lot of like sexual abuse and stuff yeah. so I think I it was about like my sister once told me that eating disorders were shallow and I was like they're actually profound ways Mm -hmm. to take back control of your body when Mm -hmm. it's been boundaries have been completely demolished so it's like yeah I do I do look I mean I do look healthy I think I do look like I think I'm just naturally like on the smaller side right um, like, I don't think I could get, like, obese. Yeah. I don't think – maybe I could, but I don't think that I could. Um, but I do think that I still struggle with it a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think now it's more like I do eat, but it's, like, the voice in my head is so mean. Mm-hmm. Like, all the time. You know what I mean? It just – and turning it off is almost impossible. Wow. Well, I want to know what food tastes like to you. Okay, this is, like, that's a good question. And I like a couple foods. I don't actually like eating. And I wouldn't say that I'm a foodie at all. I don't really like food. If I'm, I, like, sometimes crave food because my body needs fat. Like, if I'm craving pizza, it's not like I... It's because my body's like, please eat cheese. Like, you don't eat cheese. Like, you don't eat anything with fat in it. You just eat something with fat in it. And then, like, during the day, like, I don't really like eating. If I'm, like, drunk or something, and then I like eating with people and stuff like that. Right. Always. Um, I don't like eating. Like, lately, this is so kind of embarrassing, but I've just been eating, like, smoothie like just drinking smoothies yeah like or like even like kids applesauce yeah oh like, yeah like literally that's like what I'll do because I don't feel like the act of eating is just like to me is like a chore wow yeah is that like that for you no I love food 
What does it taste like to you? Well, it varies. That's what flavor is. That's true. Yeah, that's why I was asking. It's like, do you ever... There's no food where you're like, wow, this just tastes... Like, I love buffalo chicken. Like, and I love to eat it so much that I will, like, seek out that flavor. That, like, you know, like, I want something really spicy. Or I'll be like, you know, I like the... Like, I have this obsession with Red Bull. And it's not even about, like, energy anymore. It's literally like I'm obsessed with the flavor of Red Bull. The sensation of opening the can the, yeah opening the can Hearing it. it's fizzy but it's like not too much it's like angry apple juice it's like okay you know I want that like and and then I attach it to like I drink it a lot while I'm driving and and I I'm talking about it because I think that Red Bull is one of the biggest sources the most consistent sources of calories in my life because I'm like addicted I didn't know to it, it. Had calories in it oh yeah what it has any it's it's a yeah, it's a f- drink. Do they have zero? It's sugar. They do, but it, it doesn't taste the same. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like, and we talked, like, a little bit about dieting and things like that. And it's, like, those people are those people are willing and, and you are willing to, like, sacrifice the experience for this ideal. And I'm not willing to do that. So I like pizza. I like pizza. Yeah. But I think it's because I like getting drunk and then eating pizza with other people right I don't think I like like recently I was at a party with my cousin and her best friend who I love and we all got drunk together and ordered Domino's and ate it in the front of the house I know in in the the shrubs yeah Yeah. like it was so fun because we were (laughs) hiding it from like a hundred other people and they were like they smelled pizza oh my gosh we were just like shoving it but just the experience was like the best part yes well and I think that that is a big thing about food yeah definitely like that is so like so many cultures and a lot of that I mean it's important it's just a universal thing because everyone needs it to live that's why it's so hard to recover because you're like I can't just like ignore this like I have to eat you have to eat or yeah you do have to eat and I think there are a couple of foods I like just enjoy and I crave, but yeah. I think the craving is more like. It's interesting that you brought up the fact that your body need like knows yeah. that it needs the things. Some people I think have cravings for like salt. Yeah. Something, something and, that, salty. and it definitely is supposed to indicate a deficiency in some other. I think that's the difference between my cravings and other people's is yeah. like I actually have sodium imbalance. Right. So if I'm craving salt, like I get my blood tested for it. Yeah. And I have like really low sodium because I don't eat enough salt or right. anything. So if I'm craving it, like I probably need it. Whereas yeah. some people just like it's a habit. Go. So we'd like to present you with some statistics that we have. Um, about eating disorders and the first one we have is that um, eating disorders have the second highest mortality rate of all mental health disorders surpassed only by opioid addiction yes which is interesting that it's specifically opioid addiction and eating disorders are addictions yeah and eating disorders are addictions so maybe the right thing would be addiction has the highest mortality rate well, it's like, is depression not 
uh, mental health disorder? Like, is it a symptom of other mental health disorders? I think, because I would have thought that, like... Like, suicide? Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of suicide, anorexia, like, anorexic people have a one in five chance of committing suicide if they die by anorexia. Um, But I think a lot of people who, like, kill themselves are bipolar. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or, like, ADHD and, like, like comorbid, like, disorders. Yeah. Did you say comorbid? Comorbid. Comorbidity. Like, so a lot of people that kill themselves have bipolar disorder or ADHD mm-hmm. or something else as well as depression. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Or even like schizophrenia or something like that where they lose touch with reality. And when I was reading these statistics, I was kind of surprised because I thought that there would be more people with eating disorders. Yeah, this says but I got this from the National Eating Disorder Association website, so it's all right. Wow. So I think a big thing is like a lot of people who have eating disorders don't talk about it or get help or get treatment. So maybe that's why the numbers are so low. Mm-hmm. But also a lot of the things you could consider a problem are actually just disordered eating like to be anorexic which I don't agree with you have to be below a certain weight otherwise it's atypical anorexia what or oh that's what this one is so yeah so atypical is 1.1 to 3 percent of adolescent girls yep wow which is actually kind of a lot yeah but only 0.3 it doesn't sound like percent it. of women in the world I guess have anorexia well, because I feel like I would like to read statistics about how it affects women in other cultures. Yeah, because it's like other, yeah, it's just plain other countries. I think the thing that bothers me the most is people saying it's like a white girl illness. Because I can see where they're coming from. Well, like my I sister, was, yeah. Go ahead, what were you saying? Well, I was thinking when I was talking about how, like, I don't know what I look like. Like, my body, last night being at Amaya. I was surrounded by all the girls there, all the white girls there. They were so skinny. And all the girls who were like any type of ethnicity looking, they were curvy like me. And I was like, well, I don't know like how I think that that's hormones. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's a bunch of things, you know, it's a bunch of things or it's just plain that those girls have more of a identifying like, I, I don't know what to word to use. I want to use the word basic, but I don't want it to mean what it means. You know, I'm not trying to say like, oh, they're basic bitches, but like they have, they have just like fallen in with the ideal. And I think like, I agree with you, but I think that some of that might be natural. Yeah. Maybe they are the ideal and that's why it exists like that. I think it could be both. Like yeah. Maybe like they are close enough to the ideal, but they just have to exert a little bit of effort to reach yeah. it. What were you going to say about your sister? Cause I saw her, I have, I've only seen her a couple times, but I saw her getting out of the car when I was in the driveway and I was like, she's very skinny too. Yeah. We're like, a, we're 
a family of yeah it's like, just like naturally being smaller yeah I think she she hasn't struggled with any of that yeah um when I was at my worst I was thinner than she was now I don't even want to make it about that but I guess it doesn't really she kind of always says that like or used to say that they were shallow and like only white girls had them and people that in Africa didn't have them because they didn't have food right and I think that the numbers are lower in those countries yeah but I also know that there are eating disorders where people start out not being able to eat something yeah and then it becomes an eating disorder not being able to eat something like having a particular like just disliking a food like my friend couldn't eat solid food for a while because she was so sick with this thing and then she developed an eating disorder because like she was like she liked the feeling of having such a yeah empty stomach that she just like wanted to keep going yeah and so let's say like I'm just saying that like people that have health problems that that can become an eating disorder so it's unfair to say that like only white girls have it because they like read magazines right like it can happen and like if someone's so used to eating this amount of food, yeah, they could develop an eating disorder if they were to move or whatever. Yeah. They could develop an eating disorder anyways. Well, I wonder how much of it has to do with how much of our food is, like, processed and super bad for you. And, like, that kind of goes along, too, with, like, hormone imbalances. Like, a lot of the foods that you eat these days like they change you your sister saying that in africa they don't have eating disorders because they don't have food but being in europe i didn't see a lot of processed food i saw a lot of like open air markets like farmers markets and like the attitude around food is different the numbers are lower but these illnesses have existed for so long yeah you know i don't know People would eat, like, cotton in, like... Oh, my God. The colonial times and stuff, so they wouldn't have to, like, eat real food. Like, people would do stuff like that, even when, like, magazines and, like, media wasn't a thing. Yeah. Like, women have been known to do that, those kinds of things. Yeah. And men. Yeah. Like, it happens in men. That's um, a good... That's yeah, a good the statistic, I think, is that, like, 25% of men have eating disorders. Um, in comparison to women, it used to be 10%, but now it's, like, gone up. I'm trying to see here too. About one third of athletes have eating disorders, even if they're subclinical, um, which is pretty crazy. And one in four people with an eating disorder have PTSD. And one in four. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like coping mechanisms. Yeah, it really it makes so much sense. And. In the LGBT community, transgender people suffer from eating disorders the most. Which also makes sense, because dysmorphia is dysmorphia. Yeah. There's, like, dysmorphia and gender dysphoria. Oh, true. And I think those go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, I read an article saying that bisexual women actually have the highest incidence of eating disorders within women, because straight women, like, have... They don't suffer... A lot from sexual confusion yeah um lesbian women tend to not prescribe to beauty ideals mm-hmm. as much as straight women um and they're 
typically more comfortable in their bodies um, and they're typically um, just more confident because they've had to like come out and go through so many obstacles right. but bisexual women feel like they don't fit in everywhere this is just a general statement but they feel like they don't fit into either one yeah. and they have that they grow up like sexually confused mm-hmm. and um, they're more likely to be assaulted so that which is PTSD so they right. have the highest incidence within women which I think is crazy because I'm bisexual so I was like I also have anorexia yeah so I thought that was like that blew my mind but yeah So, I always kind of wanted to know, like, what it's like, because I have an eating disorder, and I can have, like, look at my friends and say, like, I hate watching you go through this, or I hate, like, seeing you say that about yourself, even if they're not sick with anything. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it like having a friend with an eating disorder or knowing someone with one? Is it, like, ever frustrating, or is it just, like, just hard to understand? It's definitely hard to understand. It's a little awkward sometimes, Olivia. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't, like, want to say things that will upset anyone. Or, like, you even said that you don't like hearing that you look healthy. Yeah. But I'm not going to say it. Like, you do. Like, being healthy is a good thing. Yeah. So, if I'm saying a good thing to you, like, it's... But, like, that, like is so triggering to hear you look healthy yeah because it's like I know that's not what you mean but like it's like you look but it also it's not even just about like you your skin looks good your hair looks good yeah like you you know it looks like you've gotten some sun like it's just like a nice like you know yeah like I I guess like and a lot a lot of people say the same thing like it when people like come back from treatment and they say that they look healthy it's like oh like I'm fat I got fat I know people can tell and it's like I I've actually stayed pretty much the same size for like two years now right give or take seven pounds which is not a lot right um I still have like orthostatic blood pressure issues where I like will just faint yeah in my room you know what I mean I still have like a lot of problems and it's like so when people say like oh you look so healthy it's like okay but I feel right terrible all the time and it's like and I think and knowing that is one of the most frustrating things about yeah being like in close orbit with someone who has this because on one hand you don't want someone to you don't want other people to know but you want people to know at the same time Mm mm-hmm so hearing that, like, is, like, oh, like, this is reassuring that, like, I can get away with these behaviors. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, for how long? And also, like, sometimes I don't want to get away with them mm-hmm. because they're not healthy. And part of me knows, like, it's just going to bite me in the butt later on. Which is interesting because I don't want to be that person who's, like, eat, you should eat, have some fries. You yeah. Know? That's not healthy either. I think it's just, like, such a, like, there's a lot of walking on eggshells, which, like, I hate. Because, like, I would hate to do that to someone else. But I also, I don't know what I would want to hear, but I like compliments or comments that are not based on, like, weight. Right. Or my body. Yeah. 
like at all yeah because I think there were a lot of comments growing up and a lot of girls have this like just a lot of unsolicited comments and it's about what you do with those comments yeah like some girls can just let it roll off their back and be like you know what that was like messed up but whatever and some people just take it to heart Mm -hmm. and like that's why they have more problems you know what I mean like so for me like I think when I was when I was leaving recovery for the first time and like getting weight restored I had so many people tell me that I was gaining weight Mm -hmm. and that was because I I was but it was like I was like literally 85 pounds and like I looked like so sick and it's like I looked so sick and people would just tell me like you like you look so much better and stuff and it's like you're reinforcing that I'm gaining weight and I know that I'm gaining weight you don't need to tell me that I'm gaining weight and I Mm -hmm. feel it and I have to eat all these like meals and like just don't even talk about it because I feel really gross and like yeah also there were just comments like oh you have an ass now like hot or like you have like nice boobs and it's like the point of my eating disorder was to hide my femininity that's one of those things is you know what I mean oh that makes me so mad like I think those so like hearing healthy is all right I think especially if I know the person means like when you tell me that I don't get mad I'm always like oh Veronica means in general I look healthy yeah when I hear it from other people sometimes I'm like they're talking about my body yeah and that I don't look sick enough or whatever like but I know you don't mean it that way, and I never interpret it that way. Well, it's, like, I just think healthy is, like, a good thing. Like, I don't think I look particularly healthy. Like, I have these, like, bags into my eye. You know, I'm, like, very aware of, like, what my skin looks like, like, when skin I haven't gotten enough sleep. Skin is a big thing, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think, again, for it's different with that. Like, I can contextualize that and be, like, all right, healthy yeah. means, like, in general, I look healthy. And that sometimes helps because I'm, like all right, like, I'm not, sometimes I feel like I'm going to die, you know? So sometimes it's just like, all right, I'm not dying. You're not dying. Chill out. You just think you're dying because you are, like, engaging in behaviors that are not very healthy, but you're not going to die, you know? And I think that's a big thing. So that sometimes is helpful. But, yeah, it's, like, treating, like, there are some things that you just shouldn't say, and I think one of them is, like, oh, like, well, unsolicited comments nice about ass. anyone's body. Yeah. yeah, those are never appropriate. But I got so much of that when yeah. I was 16 years old recovering. Yeah. And I was just like it was mortifying because I was like I like didn't want to go through puberty for a reason and mm-hmm. I didn't get my period until I was 19. Mhm. Like I didn't get it back. I got it when I was 13, but my eating disorder happened when I was 15, 16. I didn't get it back till I was 19 because my body needed those hormones to, like, regulate. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I it just, like, blew my mind that, like, people would say those things because I was, like... And they would say, like, you look like you got plastic surgery because oh my, my lips, God. like, got bigger. Yeah, true. Because my estrogen levels were returning to normal. Yeah. So I was just, like, what... Like, it was just so jarring. Yeah. And I was, like, why does everyone notice these things? Like, I don't notice that about anyone else like yeah. I'm never like why is there a hyper focus when I'm already hyper focused it was just yeah. like reinforcing that like that people cared enough mm-hmm. to like say something I don't know it was very a very odd time in my life wow and like most of the comments were from women 
like 85% of them were from women. Well, I think that that's, yeah, I don't know, which is confusing because, like, as we're learning, like, most women want to be thinner. Like, that's the thing. That's, like, or it's not even about being thin. It's about having that control over, I don't know, as women, we should be pretty aware of what we put in our bodies, honestly. Like, definitely, that's, like, a significant thing. Or just as humans in general, like, aware of, like, how it's going to affect us and, like, whether or not it's good for us. Yeah. And so, maybe there, maybe it's jealousy, maybe it's, like, maybe it's admiration, or, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a genuine, like, desire to tell you that you're, like, achieving something. You know? I hear that, and I respect that, but, like, I just think, I don't know, especially to, like, a 16-year-old at the time, I just wasn't appropriate. It's not appropriate to talk to adolescents about their bodies. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> unless you're, like, trying to yeah. teach them stuff, but no, not like that, like... It was a lot of people that, like, I worked with, or, like, in my family or something... Or, like, friends that would just be like, oh, like, like nice ass. And I'd be, like, I'm, like, so upset. Yeah. And I would, like, be at the gym doing squats and then go in the bathroom and cry. Be like, people are going to say something and I'm doing squats because I want to do squats. Yeah. Like, what the heck? It's just the way life goes. It's just literally, ugh, that everything's about sex. I think that's what it comes down to. That's, like, what it all always comes down to, yeah. So, like, if we're talking about sex now, I guess as someone who struggles with this, I want to know your perspective on it. And it's, like, I, this is a little personal, but, like, I don't typically get intimate with people that I know because Mm -hmm. I care about what they think of my body. So it has to be people that I don't know most of the time. Is that something that you've ever had to deal with? No. Or are you, like, I guess, like, I feel like people who are sexually active and neurotypical in the fact that they don't have an eating disorder, I just wonder what it's like for them to, like, have sexual experiences. Because for me, it's more of, like, a punishment or, like, a way to validate that I am not too repulsive to like look at to be intimate with people that you don't know more personally just like what it's like to like have that intimacy and not have problems not have crippling, I would say, problems with your body image. I don't ever think about my body. Mm -hmm. But I also don't, I don't have sex with people that I don't, like, already care about. Like, I want, I want to know that they, like, care about me as a person. Yeah. Or at least, like, we're friends. So, like, it's the exact opposite. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be physically intimate with someone that I'm not, like emotionally intimate with also 
Yeah, I'm just starting to be like that. Yeah, and I think that, like, I have in the past, I definitely went through a phase or, like, a couple of phases where I was looking at sex more as, like, a conquest rather than a mutually, like, beneficial experience. And it was, that was a way of regaining, like, an, an element of control that I felt like I had lost in my life. And, like, feeling pretty let down by, like, you know, I had trust, like, when you trust someone and then they break that trust, like, you just want to, yeah you, you lash out. And that's, like, what I was doing. But it wasn't even about my body. Like, it was literally just, like, for the act. And I don't yeah. even remember it. Like, I literally just didn't care at all. Like, I didn't care at all what the person... I was like, well, I must not look too bad. I was like, if this person's trying to do this, like... Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't even matter. Like, just didn't even matter, you know? But I feel like... Right now, the relationship I'm in... The dude is very... He is very aware of, like, physical fitness. And he eats very, like... Mm-hmm. very well and a lot of like whole foods and a lot of like he's just aware of um yeah just like you know things like protein that I never think about people are always like oh gotta get that protein it's like I don't I like bread yeah. care yeah I like bread yeah exactly and cheese and things that are not like protein but I do I eat a lot of veggies and fruit fruit is something I crave and that's why I wonder if that's like and yeah, some yeah. sort of deficiency literally yeah, is like sugar. my body is like please eat this sugar maybe. healthy thing but um yeah so I think that in this relationship I have been a little bit I felt a little anxious about it just because of the contrast and it's more of oh. like a mental thing where this man is saying like it means enough to him to pay attention to his body and like and how it looks and like what is healthy for it and so I want to match that in a relationship like I want to be able to match that view of life you know and so it's manifesting itself as like a degree of yeah it's manifesting itself as a degree of like insecurity because like yeah it's not that I think I look bad it's just the fact that like I I am very aware that I don't exercise like I the exercise I get is purely like because I have a, a pr- like decently active job yes you know that's a lot of exercise that's like, and yeah and being on my feet and running around like that's a lot of exercise it's just like expending a lot of energy and being an opportunistic eater like I literally eat food that is like old like I eat yeah. old flatbread like that's like you yeah. know so that's it's just not like my view of my body I think is pretty healthy but my my dedication to order like rather than disordered eating like if I could structure it a little bit more I think that I would be more willing to like you know it just it affects it affects intimacy for sure yeah I think- like when you don't want to you don't want to be vulnerable in that way just because you're aware of like yeah like I don't want what your body represents yeah or like I would prefer to give rather than receive yeah yeah um or something like that or just like literally not believing someone when they're saying something nice to me like I literally don't believe it yeah and it's not like 
a way to like fish for compliments it's literally like please I just want to make sure that I'm not offending you offending someone it's interesting to use that word again because you used it earlier when you were talking about or disgusting picture you take a lot of pictures to make sure you're, you're not offending someone like the look of you is offensive yeah it's so unrealistic it is that's wild to me I never really thought about like how messed up that can be too like but it's like it's the type of validation where like I just want to make sure that like other people don't think I'm as repulsive as I feel Mm -hmm. and it's actually really hard to talk about like one-on-one with someone because they're just like like what yeah you know what I mean like what does that even mean like what are you talking about yeah and as I get older I'm getting more angry responses I think because it's just kind of like how do you not know this by now yeah rather than like more compassionate responses like all right, I know you feel this way, but your feelings aren't real. And, like, yeah. and I do have times where, like, I feel pretty. Do you have feel- times where you feel pretty? Yeah. I used, to na- I used to not be able to name one time. Yeah. But now I have times where I do. But it's more when I'm happy, not when I'm, when I look a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's good that it works like that rather than the opposite where, like, you can only be happy when you feel pretty. Whoa. Yeah. I think I'm happiest when I don't care if I'm pretty. Yeah. You use the word pretty more than anybody I know. Really? Yeah. And I think... Yeah. I was gonna say maybe part of it's because you are attracted to girls and we talk about girls sometimes and you call them pretty but I have plenty of friends who are guys who are attracted to girls and they never call anybody pretty really yeah it's not a word that I ever think to use and I think that that is an interesting part of your particular personal vocabulary I think so too I think it it shows definitely like I mean, I think it can show that I appreciate other people's looks a lot more than I appreciate my own, or that I look for that. Yeah, because I was thinking, you use the word offensive, it's like, there are so few people that I look at and I'm like, I am offended by this person. Like, that's yeah. so silly. It's not silly, but it's like, ima- I'm trying to imagine a human where if I looked at this person, I would be like, ugh. Like, actually yeah, repulsed. I know. Like, and that's, like, repulsed? That is such a strong word. But, like, that's honestly how I feel. And that's so... It's significant that you yeah. use those words. Like, your language just means so much about who you are and, like, what you feel. Like, I think a lot of people are pretty. Like, I'm always like, how do you do that? Like, I don't understand. And like, those people think you're pretty because you're so pretty. Thanks. Like, I'm always just like... I Sometimes I stare at girls, not even, like sexually or anything but just in awe yeah i'm like oh my god i know same just like how do you do that like i know and how are you nice at the same time yeah that's the best yeah when they're nice and attractive yeah 
Nice is one thing. I think that if there's anything, I I think that my struggle is not wanting to be pretty. My struggle is wanting to be, like, I don't know, fearsome or something or strong. Yeah. Like, I'd rather look powerful than pretty. Like, I'd rather look like some sort of, like, a, like, wood witch like okay forest witch naturally yeah okay (laughs) okay yeah you know a forest witch okay something like something ephemeral ephemeral sure okay yeah like i want to have i don't know pretty is like it just to me like when i think of that i think of like I don't know. I think of, like, pinks and blues and, like, sunset colors, but, like, just the really pale ones. Pretty like when it's a very first starting out. Word. Yeah, it's not, like, it just, it's very broad, and I guess, like, I guess it means, yeah, I guess it means, like, I'm gonna use the word thin, but not even, like, in terms of a body, just, like, like petite yeah it's a thin it's like a dry word it just like isn't I don't know like I do I think about like big eyes and soft hair and like really light like flowy sort of things and that's not my ideal that's not my ideal and I think that I so don't know. So if you could maybe... look like anything, you'd look like a forest. I'd look witch? like Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I just want to paint some runes on my face and like get my feet really dirty and like. Okay. The other day I took a shower and there was a bunch of sticks in my hair and I was so happy. <laughs> I was like, "How did these get in here?" But it was the day I took my dog. The day I woke up dreaming about Taco Bell and went oh. on this hike with my dogs and went home and there was like a bunch of random leaves in my hair and I was so stoked. I was like, "Wow! I wish that every time I took a shower, I had gone through this. I had like been so." much in nature and like just so not even thinking about not even worrying about my body or my like the surroundings like that I just like live and exist and like a little bit of this like very natural very like earthy thing just like rubbed off on me and I took it home and like you know that's what I that's my ideal and I don't know what the word for that is but that's, like, kind of, like, when I see myself like that, those are the moments where I feel, like, really You're just aligned. Like, I think aligned. I like that word. Like, you're just exactly where you're supposed to be. And yeah. Exactly where you want to be. Yes. I think when I say pretty, sometimes I mean just, like, feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and... It's interesting, like, we had a conversation last night, me and Veronica, where... Who? Me and you. You and I? Well, we were at the bar, and I was oh, saying true. that I have been doing research on the ending of a movie, mm. and how I've been continuing to do this research, because I just, like, think the movie is so weird and mm-hmm. cool. And I, like, think about my personality, uh, and, like, the things that I do that are very not shallow. And then there are things I think that are just so shallow Mm -hmm. 
but it's like I have to remind myself like that's not really me talking sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes it's just like my mental illness like being a bully yeah well I tell you a lot I've said to you so many times your voice is so loud in your own head yeah like I don't is there a way like do you talk back to it um I try I think if I didn't talk back to it I would not be here right now wow so I definitely do talk back you know what I mean but we fight yeah we fight a lot like I want to I want to fight with your the voice in your head sometimes (laughs) that's and I think that people have that you know I don't I mean not all the comments that people are making but like when I tell you you're healthy like I'm trying to talk to that voice I'm saying like there's nothing wrong here like you need to you need to fucking back off because Olivia is perfect like yeah there's nothing wrong with her so like why don't you stop trying to make it that way thanks you know and I don't know it's hard because what is that voice like how do you reach it what part of your brain does it reside in it resides in the trauma like it lives it's born out of the trauma yeah I don't know it was a no that I never listened to that became so hard to say no to after a while yeah because there were so many times where I felt like I couldn't say no and it just the voice grows up with you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and yeah I think that's just you know it's I gotta deal with it and I wish I could say like that I'm recovered and all that stuff and like make this a podcast that's like uplifting and like kind of funny and stuff but like maybe this is one where it's not because I still very much live with that voice every day 